Lord. I'm going to spend a little, just a few minutes today reflecting on the nature of faith. In the desert, Israel doubted the presence of God. Is the Lord among us or not? It, it's a question that echoes all the way from the Old Testament into our lives today and in the New Testament. It's a sort of a core, it's a core experience of the life of the mind. Is the Lord among us or not? John Calvin and John Wesley both speak of faith in terms of assurance of God's presence. Calvin described faith as the firm and certain assurance that God is benevolent towards us. Wesley, several centuries later, described faith as the assurance that each one of us is a child of God, even myself, Wesley said. For today, I would invite you to maybe think about faith, or the experience of faith is the experience of feeling, wel feeling welcome in this world. It's sort of another way, I think perhaps even more pointedly, to describe this experience of, well, do we feel welcome in the world or not? And so it was that ancient Israel, if anyone, <laughs> I would think, would have the assurance of God's presence, it would be ancient Israel. Having been delivered, you know, having witnessed the parting of the Reed Sea, having been led by pillar of fire and smoke into the promised land, having been given manna from heaven. But it was, in spite of all these great signs that they share with us, this core, this core question of the mind, is the Lord among us or not? I am told, <laughs> I've heard someone say, that the difference between a civilization and a mob is a day's worth of food. Israel went hungry in the desert and thirsty. And we won't hear the last of it yet. And suddenly they have that question. Is the Lord among us or not? Am, am I welcome in this world? It might there's so many people around us today on account of the church, misspoken religion, and many other reasons. They do not feel welcome in this world, and among them are the scores of homeless that only have barely survived. It is hunger and thirst. But faith, you see, is a whole body experience, and this is uh, something that I want us to I would like us to think about today. When Jesus asked about the meaning of life, he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And I'd like to suggest that what many believe to be the death of faith, which is this lack of certainty, whether this doubt, is only in one portion of the whole experience of feeling welcome in this world. There are four parts, Jesus says, the heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor. Questioning is natural. If you might think of heart, mind, soul, and strength, hold on to that. The mind 
It's the mind's job to question. (laughs) So we should not be surprised or upset with ourselves if, in fact, our mind begins to question things. And I have learned from the Jewish tradition, something I would have been helped with much earlier in life, is that questioning for, in that tradition is actually a part of the faith journey. That one is encouraged to question. It is the mind part of the faith that grows in, in depth and wisdom through the act of questioning and debating. And in that Jewish tradition, that is where the presence of God is encountered in that one area of the four. Now, as great intellectual uh, Christians we are in the mainline Protestant church, we often forget about the other three, (laughs) heart, mind, soul, and strength. So it's the mind's job to question. If you have never questioned your faith, you are a saint greater than anyone that has yet lived. And I take great assurance that, that within the text of Scripture itself, Israel, right on the other side of the Red Reed Sea, begins to question. It's a natural part of our faith. So the mind reasons its questions, and the heart loves. Heart faith is experienced in compassionate service in the world. Soul Soul is a little tricky for us, but soul, I think, I believe, is the part of our spirituality that simply beholds the world in wonder. Body. Many folks experience their spirituality in the world physically. Running. Or if we send our children out on a walk. <laughs> Walking. There are many ways in which we can feel that welcomeness in the world and extend that to one another. It's not just about our questions. When I am when my when I am brain tired and I realize I've it's taken me a while in my life to realize that when I'm brain tired, uh, I'm not making good decisions. <laughs> I'm reflecting more badly upon myself than I need to be. And so when I'm brain tired, I intentionally set some other time aside. For example, I'm, I've got this other hobby, music, which I do. Some other folks do athletic pursuits. Some folks paint, read poetry, go to movies. But there's the faith, the holistic experience of feeling welcome in the world and welcoming others is more than just the life of the mind. Finally, In the life of faith, heart, mind, soul, and strength, we have gratitude, I would add to that list. I have found that the wisdom of our ancestors is correct. That an awareness of the presence of God, God in our tradition, it can be understood as the fountain of every blessing. The fountain which quenches the thirst of a weary world. But to focus on that blessing is one of the greatest tricks in life, isn't it? You might have had eight things happen in a day, only one of them went well. And so, is this only me? <laughs> and so I'm up late because my brain tired, brooding on the seven things that went badly. Now, what happens if you 
become a person focused only on the seven things, well, you're out there in the desert, aren't you? (laughs) Is the Lord among us or not? So it turns out that if God is indeed the fountain of every blessing we have in life, all things that are good, that quenches the thirst of a weary land, one of the most important things to connect ourselves to that fountain of blessing is giving gratitude. At the end of every day, find something. It may be, you, you may be on the last thread of optimism about the world. Find that thread and give thanks to God. Now, what happens when you don't do that over time? I can't, I can't leave this passage without say, saying it. Moses was so aggravated with the people that he named the spot on the ground grumpy and complaining. <laughs> There is humor in the biblical text. You know, I think there, there are, there are, there are uh, vacant lots all over our land where churches used to be that might as well step, step on the ground, grumpy and complaining. When we focus on those seven things that went poorly instead of the eight things that went one, we become doubtful in the desert. So I'd encourage you to experience your faith more wholly, heart more soul, mind, and strength. And if you're panicked someday because you doubt, be at peace. (laughs) The greatest of our ancestors doubted. Go run. Take a walk. Go to the gym. Experience joy in life, something that makes you feel welcome. And if we encounter folks that are hungry and thirsty, realize that before they can experience anything, they need to feel welcome in the world. May it be so. And to God alone be the glory, now and forever. Amen.